Welcome in to your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Your weather command forecast for the rest of your Friday, chance of rain in the afternoon. Highs 50 to 55. Northwest winds 10 to 20 miles an hour, gusting to up to 40 miles an hour. Tonight, breezy, colder, and mostly cloudy. Rain likely and chance of snow in the evening. Then chance of snow after midnight. Snow accumulation up to 2 inches, snow level 3,000 feet. Lows 15 to 20, north winds 15 to 25 miles an hour. 70% chance of precipitation. Saturday, much colder. Mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow. Highs around 30. Northwest winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow after midnight. Lows 10 to 15. Northwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow. Highs 25 to 30. North winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, 30% chance of snow. Lows 10 to 15. Monday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow. Highs around 35. Monday night and Tuesday, mostly cloudy, lows 15 to 20, highs 40 to 45. Tuesday night and Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain and snow, lows 20 to 25, highs 35 to 40. Wednesday night and Thursday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of snow, lows 15 to 20, highs 30 to 35. The Milk River Joint Board of Control, along with the Department of Natural Resources and Conservation, hosted a ribbon-cutting ceremony at the site of the replaced Drop 5 of the St. Mary's Canal on Thursday, 22 weeks after it suffered a catastrophic failure. Montana's entire congressional delegation was on hand and gave speeches, as well as Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner Brenda Berman. We've got the backing at home, President and from the Secretary of the Interior, to make this happen quickly, to make sure we're following the rules, but we're also making them work for us. So we did some really innovative things with contracting, did some innovative things with our partners, and we got this project done. The ribbon cutting concluded with a toast from Wade Jones, President of the Milk River Joint Board of Control and Malta District Irrigator. This is so big for the survival of the Milk River, not only for the farming and ranching, the municipalities, the reservation also. I mean, it's just, it's a good thing for everybody. The system was turned back on last week, and water is expected to reach Fresno Reservoir by Sunday. For more, head to HighlineToday.com. Hill County reported 24 new COVID-19 cases and two COVID-19-related deaths Thursday. Hill County has reported 105 new COVID-19 cases and five COVID-19-related deaths since Monday alone. Overall, Hill County has reported 474 total COVID-19 cases, 205 are active, including eight hospitalizations. 257 have recovered and 12 have died. Blaine County reported 17 new COVID-19 cases Wednesday and two new hospitalizations. Blaine County has reported 184 total COVID-19 cases. 102 are active, including 10 hospitalizations. 80 have recovered and two have died. The annual Everyone Loves a Firefighter Food Drive in Haver is scheduled for next week with some major changes due to COVID-19. Vice President of the 601 Firefighters Union, Cody McLean, says the drive will be completely contactless, with firefighters driving through different sections of Haver with lights and sirens between 5.30 and 7.30 p.m. So we're dividing up the town into four different sections, and we're going to do it next Monday through Thursday, which is the 19th through 22nd. We won't be going door-to-door this year, which we have been in the past. This year, we're just going to have residents of the community just put the food out for us. If the food is out, we'll come pick it up. The food drive usually brings in between six and 12,000 pounds of donations each year. 
course, with the pandemic going on, the food bank is in a little bit more dire needs than normal also. So we're hoping that people can have their food ready for us and we can get the food drive done and collect the 10,000 pound goal. People can also drop donations off at the food bank during the drive. For a schedule and map of the Elf Drive, head to HighlineToday.com. The box elder man that died of gunshot wounds he suffered after Billings police say he pointed a gun at them Monday night has been identified. The man killed by officers was 29-year-old Cole F. Stump. Billings police said officers responded to a reported disturbance at about 10.20 p.m. Monday, where they found three suspects. As officers tried to detain Stump, a physical altercation occurred on the ground. Two officers fired multiple rounds from their department-issued 9mm handguns, hitting Stump, who died of his wounds at the hospital. Billings Police Chief Rich St. John says Stump pulled out a semi-automatic handgun from his waistband and pointed it at the officers. The shooting remains under investigation and the officers involved are on paid administrative leave. Turning to state news, a physician from Great Falls says the rising number of COVID-19 cases in Montana is threatening to overwhelm the state's healthcare resources. Dr. Bridget Brennan says over the last couple weeks, hospitals have begun reaching or exceeding their intensive care unit capacity. She says Benefis Health Systems has been taking patients from other larger hospitals where ICUs were full. Brennan asked people to wash their hands, stay home if they're sick, avoid large gatherings, and wear face coverings. Montana reported a record 735 newly confirmed COVID-19 cases on Thursday and added another 665 cases on Friday. 319 people are hospitalized and 235 have died. The U.S. Postal Service has agreed to reverse changes that slowed mail service nationwide. The agreement settles a lawsuit filed by Montana Governor Steve Bullock. The lawsuit filed against Postmaster General Louis DeJoy and the U.S. Postal Service on September 9th argued changes implemented in June harmed access to mail services in Montana. The Postal Service agreed to reverse all changes, which included reduced retail hours and removal of collection boxes and mail sorting machines. The agreement also requires the Postal Service to prioritize election mail. The settlement agreement reached in the U.S. District Court in Great Falls applies to all states. Police in the western Iowa town of Council Bluffs believe they've solved a killing that happened more than two decades ago. Council Bluff police on Friday announced the arrest of a 52-year-old Montana man in connection with the 1999 death of Kimberly M. Ratliff. Police are seeking first-degree murder charges, but court records indicate that formal charges have not been filed. Ratliff's body was found inside her vehicle on January 12, 1999. She was 22. Police say the suspect is now a resident of Fairfield, Montana, but was living in Council Bluffs at the time of the killing. He is jailed in Montana pending extradition to Iowa. Democratic Governor Steve Bullock raised more than twice as much money for his campaign as Republican U.S. Senator Steve Daines did in the last reporting period. Bullock's campaign reported raising $26.8 million in the three months between July 1st and September 30th. Daines reported raising $11.5 million. The $26.8 million Bullock reported raising this quarter is more than the nearly $26.6 million in total fundraising for Democratic U.S. Senator John Tester and his Republican challenger Matt Rosendale, in their 2018 race. Bullock's fundraising total now stands at nearly $38 million since he filed as a candidate in March, while Dane's total is $24.5 million since 2014. President Donald Trump recently accepted a $1 million donation from a couple whose vocal support for the QAnon conspiracy theory led to the cancellation of a fundraiser they were supposed to host for Vice President Mike Pence last month. The couple, Karen and Michael Borland have shared QAnon memes and retweeted posts from QAnon accounts. 
which led to the cancellation of the Montana fundraiser. The conspiracy theory includes baseless, far-fetched allegations about liberals and Satanism and child sex trafficking, as well as claims that Trump is fighting entrenched enemies in the government. New campaign finance disclosures released Thursday show Trump's campaign accepted $1 million from the couple in late August before the fundraiser was canceled. Montana officials say a concert attended by Republican candidate for governor, U.S. Representative Greg Gianforte, has been linked to several COVID-19 cases. The October 3rd outdoor concert in Helena was approved by the local health department. The event organizers later faced criticism for failing to abide with local health orders. The orders limit public events to less than 250 people. Gianforte's spokesperson says the candidate led the Pledge of Allegiance at the event and left a short time later. The spokesperson says Gianforte has not shown symptoms of the virus and that his healthcare provider did not recommend that he take a COVID-19 test. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $5.05, spring wheat $4.91. For Blaine County, winter wheat $4.95, spring wheat $4.86. For Liberty County, winter wheat $5.10, spring wheat $4.91. For Shoto County, winter wheat $5.05, Spring wheat 491. And for Phillips County, winter wheat 490. Spring wheat 481. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Cole F. Stump, also known as Coleman and the Sun That Dances, 29, passed away Monday, October 12th in Billings. Wake services began on Thursday and will continue until his funeral service at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, all at St. Anthony's Catholic Church in Box Elder. Burial will follow in the Duran Family Cemetery. And that does it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Friday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.